Welcome to the Small Business Community Network podcast, your connection to the small business community. Visit us online at www.sbcncanada.org and find out how we can help your business grow. We're proudly supported by TELUS, the future is friendly, and by Prime Information Security, because business is risky enough. everyone, it's Linda Ockwell-Jenner here, co-founder of the Small Business Community Network with another SBCN Small Biz Podcast. Today I'm chatting with Kirsten Kramer, Premier Focus Translations, and Kirsten has been in business a very long time. She's a SBCN member. Hello, Kirsten. Good morning, Linda. It's nice to be here. Oh, thank you. So it's quite a while since we've chatted over over a podcast, and I know you're an extremely busy lady. Could you tell us a little bit more about your um, business, please? Certainly. Um, the Primo Focus Translations it has been in business for 22 years. We're a translation agency that works with people that export their products or services outside of Canada. So a lot of what we do is we help businesses just reach a different target market and we help them translate their documentation or their website or packaging into other languages in order to make those products and services accessible to people outside of Canada. That's what we focus on. And obviously, it's a much needed business because you've been in business 22 years. So congratulations. Thank you so much. What I wanted to talk about today... um, I noticed on LinkedIn and other um, platforms, you've been sharing a lot of information about doing business outside of Canada. I know you've been attending a lot of, I don't know, events where people, you know, border trade and people like that are involved. Um, So I guess it is important that people can turn to you and say, well, you know, we need something translated. Otherwise, they, they might be a bit stuck with the documentation and stuff like that. Right. And people always assume that it might be very complicated in order to have something translated for another market, but it really isn't. So we're trying to demystify that a little bit and trying to keep people informed of what they need to do in order to have something translated. Okay. So particularly today, I wanted to chat with you because um, you you write a lot of articles. They're always interesting articles. But um, one of your articles in particular is one of the most searched for uh, topics that, that I can see that you've written for our organization. And it's uh, called, you call the article, What's So Different About Marketing to Quebec? So um, obviously, you know a lot of, you know, the reasons, you know, why it's not different to market to Quebec, but maybe people think it's a little bit different. Maybe they don't speak French. What are some of the, the challenges people are finding or think they've got about marketing to Quebec? What does Quebec want? Um, Quebec is a little bit unique in the sense that the Quebecois are fairly proud of their heritage and their language. And they prefer to buy from companies that cater to their preferences and needs of the people that live in Quebec. So they prefer to have uh, interactions with a company that is aware of their um, language preferences and that caters to them by having their documentation or their products translated. Um, Quebec also has a fairly high brand loyalty and they are fairly resistant as well to switching brands. 
So we find that some companies are not having as easy of a time to enter the Quebec market as they thought they would. Um, so we encourage people to do a little bit of research before they enter that market, just in order to find out how Quebec works from a marketing standpoint. Mm, so uh, I'm, I'm looking at your article now, and it, it, it says that 24% of Canada's online audience consists of people from Quebec. Um, so is that a, is that a, a large amount of people? Is that a good start? It is, and people don't quite expect that number to be as high. Okay, and and why why do people not expect it to be so high? I'm not sure. I think people are just not quite aware of all the different guidelines that also go along with marketing into Quebec. Um, there is the Charter of the French Language, which is kind of the cornerstone mm-hmm. for the Quebecois and their language rights. Mm-hmm. And um, then we also have a guide to food labeling and advertising that's applicable in a trademarked act. So for anybody that's wanting to enter into the Quebec market, it would be wise for them just to have a look at those um, guidelines in order to familiarize themselves with it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because again, in your article, you do state that... Um the biggest difference between Quebec and the rest of Canada is the language. Uh, they mm-hmm. predominantly speak, read and write in Quebec French, which means they also prefer to consume products and services that are marketed in their native language. But interestingly, this does not apply to the consumption of online content, which is really interesting. And then I'm looking at some of the well-known um, brands that um, have entered and doing really well in the Quebec market, Home Depot, um, car operations, the Kelsey's mm-hmm. chain. But it says, uh, in 2008, car operations ultimately failed to bring the well-known neighborhood bar and grill into Quebec. So that's a very well-known brand. It's a large brand. I wonder what, why, you know, Quebec didn't take to that brand. I wonder what maybe they didn't do with their homework when they were looking into going, going to Quebec. It's, it seems to be fairly uh, quite a bit of legwork for some companies to do some market research before they hit that market. So um, some companies need to spend fairly little time and effort in order to <clears throat> enter the market, and others do. I guess it all depends on what it is they're trying to bring to the market. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, I mean, you've taken away some of the fear factor for me, um, basically, because it's it's no different than doing our, our homework, our, re- our research, when we work in locally in our local community or or we're we're working you know outside of Canada it looks to Mm -hmm. me that if we want to find out what Quebec wants we have to do our homework we have to do our our research and then we can enter you know that's right in in a way that will work yeah, um, the, the Charter of French Language is probably your best bet for somebody that's just entering the market. It'll talk to you about um, the product inscriptions that are going to be on your document, uh, on your product, mm-hmm. um, and any container or wrapping that you have, um, as well as any documents that come with your product, warranties, usage instructions. Those would all need to be translated into Quebec French. And the French on that packaging has to be prominent. Okay. So it has to be um, larger font size than the English. Um, Quebec would not accept just an English label. It will have to be bilingual. Okay. And the same applies for food labeling and advertising. So obviously you're a wealth of information and you, you write some awesome articles, so you know a lot about this. But is there, are there any local services here in Ontario where people could find out more information if they did want to, you know, um, find out about marketing in Quebec? Where would they go? 
Um, I think first and foremost, it's always interesting for small business people to connect with one another. In uh, some of the networking meetings that I've had here locally, I've observed quite a few people chat with each other about their experiences, what it's been like for them to enter the Quebec market. Mm -hmm. Um, That's probably great because you can um, exchange knowledge about what it was like for you to sell your biscottis in Quebec versus selling your particular pillows in Quebec. So there's a nice information exchange that can happen just within the local community. And then um, your local trade commissioners would certainly also be able to help you. So I've noticed you've been attending, well, I've noticed a couple, I don't know how many you've attended, you know, (laughs) but you've attended a couple of events that focus on actually doing business outside of Canada. Is this correct? Yes, that's correct. And I guess this helps you when you are, um, because I guess when people come to you for translation, they're probably going to ask you a lot of questions. Is this why you're attending, you know, these events or is it another reason? Yeah, for me, it's interesting, first of all, to find out why people choose to export outside of Canada, uh, what kind of challenges they're facing and where they would be looking to in order to find information about entering those markets and where they would look for information in order to find out what it takes to have their products translated. So basically by attending the conferences and the events, you're helping yourself, but you're also able to help your clients, which I think is forward thinking. It's it's a good way to go. Now, mm-hmm. competition, we all have competition in our businesses. Um, mm-hmm. Is this a market? I don't know anybody else who does translations, <laughs> Kirsten, and I network a lot. Is, it, is there a lot of people out there doing the same kind of work as you, or is it a very niche market? It is still a fairly niche market. Um, There is uh, quite a few translation agencies out there, and some of them just specialize in different types of translation. So there's enough room for all of us to be here. There are some agencies that just uh, specialize in automotive translations, others that just specialize in medical translations. And uh, sometimes we even have a chance to collaborate Oh, that's good. I love, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess you can pass on work if so, if a client comes to you and it's not your your um, you know the client that maybe you can service, you can pass them on to one of your competitors. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess what do you think it is about you, your business in particular? What is the strength that that's uh, helped it to con- continue to grow and to thrive and to to move forward? Because Business has changed in the past 10 years. So what is your secret, Kirsten? Um, I think a lot of the translation agencies over the years have focused uh, quite a bit on technology and um, speeding up the process. And uh, in all of that, I'm still trying to maintain that personal touch. I try to stay in touch with the people during their translation process and educate them and uh, stay connected if there's any questions. I try to make the whole process so fairly personable, where some other agencies have taken more the approach of being very Mm -hmm. hands-off. I find that people still appreciate that personal touch Mm -hmm. and connection, which has just opened up for me the market in order to receive more referrals, because people feel that they're taken care of. But you do. You don't do all the work yourself. It would be impossible for you to do all the work. Right. So that's amazing that, you know, you've got employees, uh, you've got people working for you, but you still manage to get that, that personal touch and, and have a hands-on kind of... It must be difficult also because um, 
you have to take care of the people who are actually working for you. So are they um, contractors? Are they always the same people? How does this work? Um, we have a network of uh, freelance translators all over the world. So depending on whatever project comes in, we will connect with that team in that part of the world. So if somebody reaches out to me in order to have a, a Chinese translation uh, completed, we will connect with our team in China in order to have that translated. And then the same applies for the other languages. So these are people that we work with, some of them for more than 20 years, who are very loyal and very qualified in what they do. But we always keep adding new people to the team as well, as our clients request us to work on different um, market niches that we're not familiar with yet or that we're expanding into. That's really interesting. So I guess, like myself, you like to write content, you put content online, A to educate people, but also people can then search and that is a good way for clients to find you, I guess. Right. Yeah. We still get a fair bit of uh, traffic through the internet. That's absolutely fantastic. I don't think people can manage today without having an online presence because how do we find somebody like yourself who's got the credibility, who's got the the information we need? It's absolutely fantastic. Well, I won't keep you too long because I know you're a busy young lady, but thank you again. And this What's So Different About Marketing to Quebec article, as I say, is one of the most popular ones that I see people search for. And thank you for your time and continue to uh, to thrive and prosper. Well done. I'm really, um, really proud of you, Kirsten. Thank you so much for hosting me. I appreciate it, Linda. Always a pleasure speaking with you. And also, thank you for being one of the Small Business Community Network's community partners and um, sponsoring our fantastic refreshments. We really appreciate it, Kirsten. Of course. My pleasure. Okay. We have a lovely day and we'll chat soon. Thank you, Linda. Bye. 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 